0: Hello and welcome to Community Highlights. I am your host Johanna Raggetta and today our interview is with Julie Bisbee who is the Executive Director for TSET. I learned a lot from doing this interview and I hope that you guys can too. So with that let's get right into it. Thank you for joining us today. Could you Please start off introducing yourself and TSET.
1: Yeah, so my name is Julie Bisby, and I am the executive director of the Tobacco Settlement Endowment Trust, and uh, we are most known for the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline, which is something that we fund to help any Oklahoman um, have access to free cessation. Um, counseling, and uh, nicotine replacement therapy to help them quit and stay quit. In addition to the helpline, we also have media campaigns that folks may have seen to include Shape Your Future, Tobacco Stops With Me, and also um, promoting the helpline. In addition to our media campaigns, we also have community-based grants that work across the state to support health. And we fund cancer research at Stevenson Cancer Center. Um, We also fund research that looks at addictions and behavioral health and how those things um, intersect and how we can help support people in their efforts to make positive uh, change for their health. So TSET was created by voters in 2000 after Oklahoma sued the tobacco industry Um, for marketing to children, for um, deceptive practices that resulted in addiction and ultimately health costs to our state. So we use the earnings from the endowment to fund grants and programs that benefit the health of all Oklahomans.
0: You're currently working as the executive director of TSET, correct? Yes. What kind of work do you find yourself doing
1: A lot of the things that I do as the executive director, of course, is um, educate people about the types of things that we fund. Um, Also, my work involves, um, you know, talking to stakeholders, policymakers, um, working with our board of directors to make sure that they all are um, aware of the strategies that TSET has and um, also how, um, especially for policymakers, how law change can help support health. So um, I spend a lot of time talking to people about the good work that we're doing and, and also promoting our work and um, helping to make sure that we're seen as a resource for health information, but also as a bridge builder that brings partners together for improved health for our state. So
0: uh, a lot of the work you're doing right now, it seems is a lot like kind of public relations things. And I saw that you also used to be the former director of public information. Is this kind of the type of job you've always um, set yourself upon just kind of trying to inform the people about the work that you guys are doing?
1: Yeah, so I started out my career actually in journalism, and I worked for newspapers in Texas, and um, I worked for the Associated Press here in Oklahoma City before I went to the Oklahoman. Um, I have always loved to communicate, to educate, and also to give people information so that hopefully they can help make the world a better place. I mean, I I feel like that is a role that journalists have. You have the ability to tell stories that help people understand each other, um, maybe identify a problem or a solution, and um, hopefully you attract other people to that cause so that they can be of service to their fellow man. Um, I got into, well, I left journalism um, to go work as a policy director for the Institute for Child Advocacy. Because again, I felt like you know, if you can tell a story, if you can illustrate the importance of an issue, um, you can help make the world a better place. I mean, public service is really key and core to what I value for my you know work and the things that I do, the things that I choose to spend my time on, and so. Um, <laughs> You know, being an executive director of a state agency that promotes health, I would say when I graduated from college was probably not on my radar, Um, but what was on my radar was making a difference and bringing people together to make a difference. And I feel very fortunate to have that opportunity to do that in this role.
0: In making a difference, it seems that TISA is really focused on that with programs, um, trying to prevent tobacco and obesity. Are these subjects that have uh, hit true in your life? Is there um, any certain experiences that made you want to join TSAT?
1: You know, um, I, I wanted to be a part of, and I've always wanted to be a part of something that um, is greater than I am, right? I, I wanted to do public service and when I first came to TSET, it was important to me to be um, helping to champion prevention. Often you see that um, folks who have the least amount of income or the least amount of education also have um, some challenges with their health. And so for me, it was right in line with that principle of you know how you talk about as a journalist, where you advocate for the voiceless and you agitate. Those with power. Um, To me, that has always been an important concept of um, speaking up for people that don't necessarily have a voice. And so, what attracted me to TSET's work is an emphasis on prevention where healthy choices are available and available to all. Um, You know, a lot of the things that I covered as a journalist included um, crimes, um, you know, trials, uh, things like that where really you were showcasing a point in time in a person's life where they made a decision that impacted every day forward. Um, and that's really where I started to have an interest in prevention. Um, you know, seeing how people get into the justice system and how that impacts their ability to make money, be with their family, things like that. It always got me thinking, you know, what if we went back five years? What if we went back 10 years and that individual had different choices or different, you know, mentors or things like that? How would their life be different? Um, And that kind of got me into youth um, advocacy, got me into advocating on behalf of children and then also kind of led to Um, what I do at TSET, which is how can our policies support health for all? TSET, as you said, does have several
0: programs made to help in various subject matters, such as their cancer center or their tobacco helpline or the healthy living program. Is there any particular program that you find yourself drawn to? Not to say that any of these are any less important, is just one that you feel it's more impactful to what you wanted to do in helping people?
1: Uh, so one that I think is um, really important um, is the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline. Um, I have family members who have died from tobacco related illnesses. I have family members that struggle with tobacco addiction. And I think one of the important things that the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline does is offer um, hope and help. Um, You know, we know that folks who use tobacco usually have to quit five or six times and um, the helpline is there for them. And I think that that's really important because you are always trying to help people, you know, aspire to their higher, you know, a higher version of themselves and the helpline lets them know you're not in this alone. And, you know, you might have an addiction right now, but that's not forever. Um, You, There is help, there is a different way of being, and we believe that you can make that change. So that's always one that I think about. Um, Shape Your Future is very similar in that it is giving folks resources and realistic changes that they can make to improve their physical activity or their nutrition. I mean, all of this is meant to say, I'm gonna be better than yesterday, right? Like that's something that I'm always saying to my teams and we're doing stuff is today is today, I wanna be better tomorrow and here are the resources that can help me get there. And so all of the programs that You know align with helping people um have goals for the future is are things that resonate with me personally like you said they're all very important in helping to change health outcomes but those are some that you know when i hear a success story where we talk to a you know a family that has improved their um their eating or they're physically active like their faces and their way they talk about themselves, it just really light up and you can see like, wow, you know, I've helped make that change. And now they have kiddos and their kiddos are seeing their parents do healthy things. Um, that's really exciting because because that's how, you know, change happens and that impacts that next generation.
0: On wanting to improve yourself and the next generation, what programs, or do you guys have focused more on youth? Since when you say T-set, it's not, you don't really think about, oh, we're we're more focused on the young and since cigarettes don't really seem the most connected to it currently. But as we've discussed, there are several different programs that you guys are funding. So what are some of them that are more focused on, you know, teens or um, young adults?
1: Yeah. Great question. So one of the things that we've started this last year is an effort to um, really focus our work on young people. We know that vaping is something that is, um, you know, that young people are experiencing at record numbers. Um, Their friends are doing it or they think everyone else is doing it. And so one of the programs that we have is called My Life, My Quit which is a free cessation texting um app that people can go and register for you can be under 18 and you're getting supportive texts you know are you having a craving here are some ways that you can cope with that so i think that that's important because the data is showing us that young people you know as young as middle school are um using vapor products and want to quit some of the other things that we have some very specific educational campaigns that you've probably seen on TV or um, digital ads, we have the swap up, which is helping young people make healthy choices. So I ate the uh, master blaster slushy versus a glass of water. And how will I feel when I go to football practice? Like it's it's really trying to um, help young people understand that the fuel that you put into your body does impact your ability to perform in whatever you know endeavor you're choosing. And so we're really targeting that education effort. We also have um, an education effort around vaping. It's called Behind the Haze. So TV commercials, um, digital ads like that so that young people are aware that um, vapor products are not harmless. Nicotine is addictive and um, giving them the facts so that they can make those choices. In addition to that, we've started a new program. It's called Youth Action for Health Leadership. And it's partnering with existing groups in high schools to um, help train young people on how to be advocates for themselves or how to um, be advocates to improve the environment um, for health in their sphere of influence. And, you know, over the years, what we have seen is that you can change the environment people's choices. So, um, you have the opportunity to walk, you are going to be more likely to do it, whereas you, you know, you might live somewhere where there are no sidewalks and you're walking on a busy road and it doesn't feel safe. Um, So, things that we can do to support the environment where those choices are made are also things that we believe impact young people. Um and really set them on a path for a bright future.
0: With the choice about walking and accessibility to that, it makes me think of the new focus on biking in Oklahoma and how we're trying to make it more bike friendly. It seems to be more of a separate endeavor from you guys. Do you guys try to connect your work to these kinds of initiatives? That are maybe um, more out of the realm from what you guys are doing but could still be useful in your programs?
1: Yeah, so we have a constitutional requirement to do tobacco cessation, cancer research, and then we have a little more latitude in that We are able to fund grants and programs that improve quality of life, um, impact children. And so, you know, like everyone, we have to prioritize what we're spending our dollars on. Um, But we also recognize that when there is community buy-in for health supporting efforts, that's positive. Um, You're seeing in Oklahoma City a lot of the sidewalks and trails getting connected. You know that means you can go from Lake Olverholzer to Lake Hefner and everywhere in between, and that creates a lot of opportunities for physical activity. It creates a lot of opportunities for safe transportation, and our grantees, a lot of them um, across the state, are helping. They're part of those work groups that are informing city councils or starting the conversation or showing them here's how another city like us. Um, and to see out the school and giving those folks a wider vision of what it means to be a healthy community and how to be a part of that. Um, what we often find in projects like that, you know, is that sometimes our our set grantees are the glue because they are holding those work group meetings. They're bringing together like minded individuals to say, I'm, I'm really interested in, you know, making sure kiddos have a safe way to get to school from their um, their house. And so um, it is really finding the momentum in communities that are in line with improving health. And so we look at that, you know, are we increasing opportunities for physical activity? Are we increasing opportunities and access to fresh fruits, healthy healthy meats, things like that, good um, healthy nutrition? And then are we decreasing our um tobacco environments, because we know there is no safe exposure to secondhand smoke and smoke-free, vapor-free policies support young people not starting and also helps people who are wanting to quit stay quit. And so those are all ways that we look around and try to support the environment so that individuals can make those healthy choices.
0: On more of this talk about health, um... saw that recently TSET approved funding towards Oklahoma's Double Up program, which is to help fund more healthy eating, I believe. Could you maybe tell me a bit more about that and this focus about healthy eating?
1: Sure. So yeah, our board of directors recently approved an agreement to fund um, Hunger Free Oklahoma, which is our state's organization that gets federal dollars to assist with the Double Up Bucks. So Double Up Bucks is a program that helps people increase their purchasing power for fruits and vegetables. And so Hunger Free Oklahoma is partnering with Homeland Stores so that those vouchers can be used in grocery stores, um, really taking away the barriers for people. They're already there. I can buy a few more bananas. I can buy some lettuce or, you know, some dark leafy greens for my kiddos. Um, and that's what we're looking at and trying to help more Oklahomans get healthier foods and healthier diets. Um, we want to be part of the solution in removing some of those barriers. And a lot of times people say they don't eat healthy because it costs more. And so um, this program really does incentivize people to purchase more fruits and vegetables but also takes away that cost. Um, the other thing that is important to note is that you know Oklahoma has a pretty um, high obesity rate we have also a pretty high rate of people who are food insecure so they may not know where their next meal is coming from and so it supports a couple of different goals for us we are always interested in helping to, Increase fruit and vegetable consumption, because we know people that eat more fruits and vegetables are less likely to have a premature death from cancer or heart disease. But also, when you are eating more healthy foods, you are less likely to eat a lot of, you know, calorie-dense foods and um, helps keep us at a healthier weight. And so that kind of, that program gets to a couple of different goals for t
0: The main goals for TSET on your page is preventing parental deaths, which is connected for your organization to tobacco use and obesity. For these things, what kind of statistics have you been seeing recently that have shown your work really does help others?
1: Yeah, so when you work in the prevention space, you know, sometimes no change is positive. Um, We have seen our obesity rate hold steady. We have seen our smoking rate decline, and we've seen the total number of cigarettes consumed by Oklahomans drop by about 8% um, since the price increase was put in place in 2018. So we know these types of things make a difference. you know and so we keep an eye on that we also keep an eye on the total number of Oklahomans who have smoke-free policies in their homes that tells us that even if they are smokers they understand it's not good for their loved ones or their pets so we see that number um, rise since we started doing our work we've also seen youth smoking cut in half and um, that's positive as well because most smokers start smoking before the age of 18. And it's usually sometime in those, you know, early twenties where they decide or commit, I guess, to being a daily smoker. Um, and so if you can keep young people from taking up a tobacco or nicotine habit, you know, before the age of 25, the chances are that as adults, that's not going to be something that they will do. And so we have seen, um Increases in the number of smoke free teenagers. That's positive. And um, we continue to keep an eye on our vaping rate. I think that that's something that all of us need to be very interested in because we are seeing, you know, about 30% of young people report using a vapor product in the last 30 days. And nicotine is not good for the developing brain. And our brains are developing until we're about 25. And so, Um, We've seen progress, but there's also, you know, a need to continue the work.
0: So on vaping and um, cigarette use, the age in Oklahoma for both, I believe, is 21. So trying to prevent use in younger ages, you kind of have to deal with like, well, you're not supposed to have that in the first place. How do you guys go about that? Is that something you just try to avoid in in case it makes people feel like you're attacking them or is it something that you more lean towards as in maybe trying to, hey, you could, not only is it bad for you, but you could also get in trouble for this.
1: Yeah. So um, you're, you are correct. The age to purchase tobacco or vapor products is now 21. And that's just changed over the last couple of years. Um, so for set, we make sure that you know our our young people are aware of the harms of tobacco and nicotine use and that it once you start it's very hard to stop and then there's a separate state agency the able commission um, they oversee the licensing and making sure that retailers are following the law that is in place to ensure that young people are not getting access to tobacco or vapor products um, one of the things that we're doing this year with our healthy living program is that some of those local grants through data collection and community meetings have decided that they want to assist with reducing youth access to to go. And I think that's great because it is, you know, young people are getting this product from an adult, likely who uh, maybe was not aware of the law or maybe um, didn't take time to ask for an ID. And so, you're seeing that there's an emphasis in just making sure that retailers understand their responsibility in helping our future generations remain tobacco-free. Um, so, they'll be doing some outreach with the appropriate agencies, so that might include ABLE, or the Department of Mental Health also works at preventing Reducing Youth Addiction, making sure that retailers understand their role Um, And at the same time, of course, we are going to continue to reinforce to young people through our media campaigns or um, by supporting tobacco-free schools um, that tobacco is not part of a bright future. It it is a very hard thing to kick once you've started.
0: With um, tobacco use, there is um, a connection to mental health and how it could be worse for your mental health. You kind of see this um this theme of of your organizations focused on hey not only is this gonna be bad for you but it's also gonna make you feel bad in your um the youth health program.
1: Yeah, so the media campaigns, is that what you're thinking of? Like some of the yeah. commercials? Yeah. So um yeah. But focusing on mental health and helping young people understand that nicotine is, you know, also a factor in how well you feel day to day. And I know with COVID, um, you know, a lot of folks have had an increase in their stress over the last year. So um, it's important, in addition to telling young people that nicotine is highly addictive and not good for the brain, that they understand why. Young people, especially teenagers, they want information from which to make decisions. And um, that's sort of the focus of that um, media effort as well is give the facts. Uh, Nicotine contributes to depression, to anxiety. It's a stimulant. Um, Make sure that people understand, especially now as we have many more conversations about brain health, about, you know, kind of keeping a balance, making sure you get exercise so you get your serotonin to help you deal with stress and things like that. That is all something that when I was a teenager, we didn't talk about. Um, But it is basically, how does your operating system work best? And often, always, nicotine is not part of optimal operation for your brain.
0: Well, thank you for doing this interview, um, as we come up to our end of this, is there anything you would like to direct um, listeners to? Maybe more work you're doing or on TSET?
1: Yeah, so I would just thank you for taking an interest in this. It's it's really important. And I hope that your audience checks out our resources um, at tset.ok.gov. There's a variety of links there Um, Also, I would say check out the TSET Healthy Youth Initiative. And you can find that link on the TSET page. It's really geared towards that next generation. We believe that young people have a lot of potential to make powerful change for the future. And so I'm excited that we are able to offer that. And I hope your listeners check that.
0: And that's all for today's episode. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to know more, on TSET you can find their website at tset.ok.gov. I hope you all have a great day and I will see you next time.